Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Watching World podcast, a podcast of abundant life. Abundant Life's mission is to see lives changed by Jesus, and their vision is to be living proof of a loving God to a watching world, something I try to do every day. I'm your host, Les Norman. Thanks for joining us today. And one of the things I've learned about being in TV and radio and podcasting, and you want to interview other people that are either in TV or podcasting or speaking or writing books or doing their own radio show, it is tough for the two schedules to sync up. But finally, the man, the myth, the legend, Brand Hansen, my 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 former Illinois brother. Um, we didn't know each other back then. That's not what I mean. But only only awesome people come from Illinois, and and Brant is. Uh, uh, graduate of the University of Illinois uh, in 91, journalism, senior I graduated. He's been married for 30 plus years. He has two grown kids. But I, I wanted to introduce him with some of the books, and there's a specific, actually two, but I, I want to hover around one of the books that he's written. Um, but again, like I said, um, he's a speaker, author, radio personality. Um, him and Sherry Lynn host the Brant and Sherry Oddcast, which is available on Apple and Google Podcasts. It's got 10 million plus downloads. That is uh, pretty impressive. And then uh, Brant, before we bring him in, is also an advocate for healing children through Cure International, which provides life-changing surgery for children and just letting them be introduced to the love of Jesus. Over 300,000 surgeries. This is a top-rated Christian nonprofit. Cure.org is a place to go for Cure International. But let's go ahead and bring him in. And and by the way, if you've never heard of the, the Brant and Sherry Oddcast, you probably don't listen to podcasts enough, but just in case, get out there and see it. it I love it. Uh, there, there are little blurbs throughout, different topics, but um, and I love that, that Brant is just a dude. If I'm just listening to him, he, he's just a dude who wants to share the love of Christ. And one more thing that I need to, as I did my research, Brant, you also fronted uh, a, a Christian band before too. Is that right? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I wasn't like the most dynamic front man. So. <laughs> I'm not in a band and I'm not the most dynamic front man. Yeah, well, see, you know, but that was really fun. I still enjoy doing music and stuff, but yeah, that's when we had our first kid, I was like, eh, I feel too old to do this. So I stopped doing it. <laughs> well, that would have been in your 30s, right? No, I was 23. You were 23? There's no way yeah, you're too old like, at 23. I had no business playing in a rock band, traveling around at age 23. I, I just felt like I was too old. And I know looking back, I'm like, what was I thinking? It's crazy. But Well, brother, I'm in love with the Brent and Sherry Oddcast. I sincerely Thanks. love it. You guys are hilarious. And um, I, it, it's tough to go a day without hearing Sherry actually laugh. She laughs incessantly <laughs> on the show, and I absolutely love it. She's an author herself. But first of all, to begin, how did you two connect with each other to, to get this going? So I was with a big network out in California, and she applied for a job. I think she she didn't even really take it real seriously, but I saw her resume and stuff, and I wanted to talk to her. And I mean, immediately on Skype or whatever, like – we could, we could not stop laughing. <laughs> that's a good sign. It's a very good sign. And that's, it's been 10 years now we've been working together and you go through a lot as, yeah. a, as a brother and sister. And, um, she just is a gift from God. I'm so glad I prayed for the right person to come along because mm -hmm. I feel like God answered that prayer big time. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and if anybody wants to find out more while we're talking about Brant Hansen, go to Brant Hansen. E-N, BrantHanson.com. He's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And there's some also really cool videos on YouTube um, with, with Brant teaching. Uh, there's some stuff from some of his books that we're going to get to. But uh, so 
what brought on the, I mean, again, you, you radio personality, um, but what made you jump into the, the Brent and Sherry Oddcast? Um, well, we, I, how to say, I quit my job at that big network mm-hmm. just for some reasons of conscience. And it was kind of a jump, say the least. And so uh, Sherry became a free agent. And we were like, what are we, what are we doing now? Good baseball terminology. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. I did that for you. Thank and, you. Uh, and she got DFA'd, actually, is what happened. <laughs> so we... we Sent uh, down. Yeah, we, we sat down on my back patio with some Radio Shack equipment and just started talking. So that became the podcast. Wow. And um, we just kept doing it. I decided I'd go ahead and do radio again if anybody wanted our show. So we had people inquiring about it. And I used the radio show to advance the work of Cure, mm-hmm. this, this hospital network. So it's a neat deal. We're on, we're on a couple hundred stations yeah. across the country, but they don't actually pay me. Um, they have to air spots about Cure. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a dream for me because I get to work for this mission that I believe in so strongly and get to tell people about it through the radio. And um, we we put the show on the podcast and we do some extra stuff on there. So that's how that came about. That's awesome. And I love it. Again, folks, the Brant and Sherry Oddcast. Okay, O-D-D, Oddcast. I love that. Uh, do you consider yourself a, an oddcaster instead of a podcaster? Yeah, I think so because it is weird. And I know, I know the show is weird because as soon as you hear it, it's it's bracing, especially on the radio. I, we have to tell people all the time. We know it sounds strange because I, I have an odd personality, a lot of quirks. Um, I don't talk like this. I don't try to sound like a radio person. Right. I, I hear I you just, talking. Exactly. I could, but I'm not going to. Because that creeps people out. I <laughs> yes. never wanted that. It's like, what if, what if people were just themselves and had things to say? How would that work? And so Sherry's got this big laugh, as you notice. It's legit. Like she's not. It's not canned. Laughter. Oh yeah, you can tell. It's it's yeah, it's joy it's, and humor. I love it. Yes, there's a there's a real joy there, and so it does sound different when you hear this big laugh. You got a you got a single black lady and a married white nerdy guy, and <laughs> um, and she's from Pittsburgh. You know, I'm from small town Illinois. Uh, there's a she's a huge extrovert just lights up the room. I, I take the light out of the room with my, like, I don't have much, like I said, I'm not particularly charismatic in my, my way. I'm an introvert. So you have all these polarities, but we have a shared sense of humor and a shared desire to pursue the kingdom. And yeah. the combo of that, like we're both growing and learning and trying to pursue God as humbly as we can. The combo of that and then having a shared sense of humor is just golden. Like you know, you know, you can't get better than that. Yeah, it it, it makes for great radio, TV, podcasting, everything. Yep. So again, the Brant and Sherry Oddcast available on Apple and Google Podcast. Over ten million downloads. I mean, it's fantastic and it's growing and it's just wonderful. Um, and I've it's probably not until the last five or six years that I've really listen to more because my, my schedule's so busy and crazy. But one of the great things about doing research for guests is when I find something like this, like the Brent and Sherry Oddcast, now, even after I interview you, I'm still going to go listen to the Brent and Sherry Oddcast because I, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I love the different topics and how they segue into each other. Um, but I, I think more, I mean, it's obviously you guys have rapport 
and you're very talented at what you do. And like you said, you just, you keep it real and you talk in your own voice and do your own things. But one of the things I really enjoy in, in with both of you and especially with you, Brant, is that um, you don't find people that are willing to discuss, and I'm, I'm going to ask you this in a second and let the people understand, but you don't find people that discuss all the time their personal life or things they deal with. And um, and, and I'm going to bring one of those subjects up about, uh, we're going to talk about, I want to talk about the book Unoffendable, um, 2015, and there's a re-release. But, um, you know, you talk about the things that you fail at, not not just good things or things like that, things you struggle with. And it, and it draws listeners to me into what you're saying. And that helps people have permission to be different or have permission to be these sinful creatures that Jesus needed to die for, or we had no hope. And so I just want you to know how much I appreciate that. Good. Well, thank you. And it, that's always my thinking is like, if you meet somebody who's super impressive and they're just awesome, they're just super talented and it's, they're just like, well, that's great. They get the credit for that, you know, for whatever success they have in life. They're just, they're amazing. But if there's somebody that's, doesn't have their act together doesn't quite know what exactly they're doing and and things happen like there's fruit that still comes from that well then you have to give god the credit for that yeah yeah and so that has to be our posture i feel like like we remind people of that there really is only one expert and the rest of us are novices yeah the, the expert is jesus there's nobody nobody else is at the head of the class we're we're all learning together and I mentioned something on the show today, so it'll be in an upcoming podcast. Mm-hmm. Soon. But just, just briefly, the, the times when Jesus it notes that Jesus was aware of what they were thinking. There's a few incidents that he's he knows what men were thinking. Mm-hmm. He knows what's on their mind, including the disciples. These are young guys. Yeah. Well, imagine what I was trying to say on the radio is like I've got thoughts that if they were broadcast, I would be horrified. Oh yeah, and I call that the comic bubble. What if what if we walked around with every thought that came into our head while we weren't speaking, uh, one of those pop up VH1 video yeah. things from just boink and just popped right up over our head, and you could read those words? It would be horrifying. Right. And I don't think I think people would be like, "This is really disappointing, Brand," or whatever, like, or disgusting, or like. So I'm saying this on the air because I know that the people listening are the same. Yeah, like they know that about themselves too. But I'm like, look. Jesus knew their thoughts and he still wanted to be friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's so freeing. Like he's still, you can, you think I'm disgusting. I'm horrible. Or you can be in shame, but like he knows you better than you know yourself and he still finds you someone he wants to be with. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's really reassuring. But I do, I do like talking about that stuff because then it, it moves away from me to the listener and how they respond to God. Absolutely. I love that. Um, when you decided to get in radio, I mean, you're also a speaker and author, you teach, um, but, but some people don't realize if they've not listened before, I mean, you've been diagnosed with Asperger's, you have, uh, nystagmus, which is where the eyes shake and the head moves involuntarily. Uh, how are you able to manage speaking and, you know, just doing the things that you do having to dealt with these, uh, I guess all your life? Yeah. I have. And honestly, when you think about it, it makes some sense because people will say that, well, what if you're an introvert or you're on the spectrum or like, how do you do radio? Like, well, I'm just in a room with one person. 
and, and I'm, I'm in charge of the conversation. It's not like small talk where I have to try to figure out somebody else's body language. Right. And then figure out what to say in the moment. We're talking about things that are deep or of interest to me or quirky. Like, so I, it's not the same as being with a bunch of people and having to chit chat. It's exactly the opposite. So it's a nice fit. And then the fact that I have this, what really is a social impediment with mm-hmm. my eyes moving back and forth and my head moving back and forth. Like radio gives me a place. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. That's good. I mean, how wonderful is that? It's just, it's a relief. I get to just be able to say things that I think matter without thinking about how I'm coming across. Mm-hmm. Cause when I'm in person, people think I'm saying no all the time and I'm mad about something. And that's been my entire life to this very day. If I go to Starbucks or something, they're going to comment. They're going to say, what's the matter? Sir? Inappropriately intense. Was that the phrase? Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just look intense. Yeah. Even if I'm thinking about something totally goofy and, you know, I could be thinking about Mickey Mouse or whatever. It doesn't matter. I look like I'm yeah. deep in thought. So radio is a relief for me. Same thing with speaking because I, I, I can hold my head pretty steady if I'm not looking at anything like reading or something mm-hmm. trying to cause. So I don't use any notes and so I'm not looking at anything. And then I tell people up front, I've got this issue. If you notice, I try to make a joke out of it. And then from there, again, I'm in charge of the conversation. Right. So it's not me having to respond to small talk, which I'm so bad at. It's everybody who's on the spectrum has their own thing and their own gifts and their own commensurate weaknesses. Mm-hmm. For me, God gave me words. That's good. So so I got that going. And, and you're running with it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I love that. And uh, one of my last years in baseball was in AAA with the Indians. And um, this guy that just came and nicknamed me Chappie. I'm like, why are you calling me Chappie? He said, because you always look intense. You always look like you're in a bad mood and like you're chapped or something. I said, but I'm not always in a bad mood. I, lo- I just, I love to play baseball. I love to get after it. But apparently I also like it, right? was inappropriately intense in my facial expressions. <laughs> and like I was watching how you had mentioned in one of the videos on YouTube that your wife helped you learn how to stand yeah. the right way. Yeah. My wife is trying to help me learn how to not have that lack of joy, inappropriately intense face all the time. So, yes. yeah. Right. And thank yeah. you, Lord, for our brides, for sure. No kidding. No My kidding. Goodness. It's helped me adapt a lot in life. It's hard for me if she's not with me. Like, sometimes I have to go on speaking gigs now. She always used to. Then we had a, we just had a grandchild, which is great. Oh, congrats. That's amazing. Thanks. You're the old. Babies. I know. I'm 53. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so ecstatic about having this baby close by. It's wonderful. So, my daughter and her husband are here in Jupiter, Florida, but she, my, my wife watches the baby a lot. So she doesn't travel as much. It makes it harder for me when I'm in the social settings. It's nice to lean on her because she can help me know how I'm coming across. Sure. Or she can, she can do some of the chit chat stuff and that helps me a lot. Well, we got to know Brand Hansen a little bit. So what I want to do is now go into some of the books he's written. And and it's part because you're interesting and talented, and I just really love the way you do your stuff. I said that already. But also, I'm an avid reader, and one of your books 
was, I, I call it the two by four moment. It's like Jesus himself grabbed a two by four, got a running start, took a crow hop and drilled me in the back of the head with it just to get the message. And um, I mean, it's sometimes I'll, I will admit, sometimes I need the Jesus two by four moment. But um, I'm going to read a couple of these books first. And I want to talk about Unoffendable, that book, Unoffendable. Um, I am in the, in the process of praying in the stage of my life to stop being so grumpy and angry when I drive, I don't drive like reckless or over overly fast or anything, but you know, if someone cuts me off or, you know, I'm just like, what in the, and and I don't even need to say that because as long as I'm safe, it doesn't matter. Slow down, let them get ahead of you. If you're in a hurry, then next time leave earlier. That's what I try to tell myself. I don't tell other people that, but uh, the books you had, uh, the men we need, which, um, you know, I think every guy should have that book. The Blessed are the Misfits, great news for those who are introverts, spiritual strugglers, or just feel like they're missing something. I love the title because it might encompass every human being on the planet, whether they know or not. Um, and there's a part of that that I want to talk about too, like a personal part was the inability to feel God's presence. Then you also wrote The Truth About Us, The Very Good News About How Bad We Are. That was a bestseller of year of COVID, 2020. Um, another great title, and I'm attracted to all of them. I, I'm digging in. I haven't read those. Um, I, I've been so busy, crazy, but unoffendable. When I saw the title of that book, Brant, I'm thinking, I don't know that I need to read anything else because I should be unoffendable, but you talk about forgiveness. And one of the things that really got me to my core, Brant, was the self-righteous anger that we try to justify and that we take. So take me into just why you wrote Unoffendable. Yeah. I was on the air one time and I was asking a legit question. I was on a Christian radio station. I was like, I know we're supposed to be angry about certain things. Like there was a news story about a somebody who's beating up homeless people in Fort Lauderdale or something. It's like, I know we're supposed to be angry. How long am I supposed to stay angry about it? When do we drop the anger and uh, how, you know, when, when is that supposed to happen? Mm -hmm. And no one can answer the question. I'm like, well, does the Bible offer any guidance on this? I was like, I know we're supposed to have righteous anger. Like that's a thing that humans are supposed to have. Everybody knows that, but are we just supposed to stay angry till the grave? Are you supposed to be angry about everything that's unrighteous in the world? And no one could answer it. And then I even listened to like Tim Keller, who I love, like mm -hmm. his sermon on anger, and he did not answer the question. Hmm. So I was like, what did they skip over part of a verse in Ephesians? It says, in your anger, do not sin. Mm -hmm. And then they stop. And he did that in the, in the, in the sermon and then said, well, I guess, you know, some anger is good. So we keep that anger. But the rest of the verse says to get rid of anger before the sun goes down. Yeah. And when he skipped over that, I'm like, wow, we really don't have any answers for this. So I started thinking it through. And that's that's where the book came from. Just realizing, wait a second, there is no righteous anger for humans in the Bible. Like it, it's not in there and no one's writing about that. That was eye opening when I watched that video oh. and you said that it was I just sat there for yeah. another half hour. Like, what am I doing? Shocking. Yeah. yeah, we all thought that, but it's not in there. God's anger is righteous, yes. And mm -hmm. then, so what are we supposed to do with it? And again, anger is an emotion that can happen. Uh, it's not sin in and of itself, but harboring it, deciding to harbor it, or allowing it to fest, that is. Yeah. And that'll, and that'll kill us. So what we're supposed to do is actually forgive people. It doesn't mean there aren't real-world consequences for evil and that we shouldn't combat evil or mm -hmm. combat injustice. Of course we should, but 
But the idea that I'm entitled, even though I'm a sinner, I'm responsible for the execution of an innocent man. Mm. Like that's the lens through which I have to extend forgiveness to other people. That's right. So that's where that came from. And thank you for preaching that at me right now. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, hey, the traffic thing, man, let, let, let's talk about that. Yeah, story, sure. I, I don't know what a, it is. I mean, I've, I've no, really, I, honestly, I'm 54 years old. I've been driving yeah. since I was 16. I've only had one speeding ticket in my life. But yeah. why do I care so much? No one's hurt me. No one's hurt my family. And no one has yeah. ever made me late for anything because they were being a knucklehead. I've never been cut off and run into a ditch. I yeah. just, it's those issues. Okay, so I think what's going on, there's something primal going on where it's just like somebody's going to get to the food before I do and there's only one chicken <laughs> leg left or something. I mean, it's really weird. It doesn't make any sense, but I'll say this. There's construction going on in the main thoroughfare here in Jupiter. Mm -hmm. And I was going through it once and the traffic is terrible. And I was like, come on, you've got to be kidding. Like we didn't get the, the – the traffic cycle goes through the red mm -hmm. light again. I can't right. Come on. I'm verbally, I'm by myself, but I'm verbal about it. Like this is ridiculous. Golly. Oh, now this person's going to cut me off. I'm saying all this. Yeah. Well, there's like three days later, I'm in the same traffic, same place. No, no problem. And it's because the first time I was in a hurry. Right. So literally I'm the same guy, but the circumstances change and I become a different guy. When we are in a hurry, we're jerks. Yes. And we justify our behavior. Yes. So the thing you said about, well, I could leave earlier, that's no small deal. Mm -hmm. Our circumstance, like, that's a big deal. The other thing is, I'm glad you brought up traffic because if somebody's listening, this is a really awesome entry-level forgiveness practice. It is. I agree. This is a great place because there's so little, there's nothing really at stake. And for you to be able to say, that guy just cut me off. God bless him and his family, whatever he's going through. Like that'll change your heart so fast. Mm -hmm. Not just towards the person, but just as a discipline in general. Just like you know from sports, you practice so that you're able, and that when it's crunch time, you're a different player that can respond naturally. You just respond naturally differently. So this is a practice. It's, it's low stakes, but making traffic your discipline for forgiving people is a brilliant idea. Yeah, and, and for the last week, week and a half, I've been getting in the car and just like, okay, here we go. I, I, be go. I, I believe that, that God doesn't give you patience. He provides opportunities to earn patience. Yeah. And lately, yes. I have not been earning my keep. So yeah. if I'm quick, if I'm if I'm impatient because I want to be quick for the last chicken wing, I haven't even earned the chicken wing. So, <laughs> Well, this in, this in this case, though, it's so wonderful because – Again, it's a chance to grow by doing Jesus stuff, by blessing your enemies. And in that moment, that person is someone who antagonizes you. That's an enemy. Like that's that's who he's talking about is people who antagonize us. So you're actually being a disciple in the car in that moment, and you are growing up. And I know God is pleased. We don't think it's that big of a deal. We think it's mundane. But no, obedience, that's really awesome yeah in every especially, corner. especially if you don't feel like it that's really awesome yeah and i'm glad you said that part about it too because um in your in your second book blessed are the misfits the t in the end of the title just feel like they're missing something um there was a, a video i watched about how people sometimes have maybe an inability to feel god's presence and i know there have been seasons of my life long seasons of my life where sometimes i wasn't being obedient and doing my own thing and running away other times I was, 
feeling the same in both. Like, God, are you, are, are you, I mean, I know you're there. I believe that. But, but Father, Abba Father, I just don't feel your presence. I need it more than ever. Or when things are maybe running smoothly, and even though I still need him more than ever, I don't act like it. There's just always, not always, but there are some people that struggle with the inability to feel God's presence. Yeah, and I think it has a lot to do with our background, personality types, how analytical we are. Like, there's so much, and it's not fair to ladle on to people the expectation that, hey, if you have a relationship with God, you're going to feel like this. Yeah. Well, our feelings depend on a lot of factors, including whether we got a nap, including, you know, whether did our team win today, including how our job's going. Buddy, I live in Kansas City. That whole team winning thing's a struggle right now. So, well, being a Cardinals fan, I can tell you, um, it it hurts right now. But the the Cardinals aren't used to it. So, (laughs) (laughs) that's true. Um, You know, that's, that's something I think is really good news I like to share with people is like, thankfully, spirituality. We think when we hear the word spiritual, we're like, oh, spiritual and music and goosebumps. And I know I feel that. No, spirituality is loyalty to God. Hmm. Just being loyal. That's what he's looking for. It's what he's always looking for. And if you don't feel his presence, it doesn't change whether he's there or not. Right. I mean, so that's. It takes a real burden off of people. The other thing is, if you go through periods in life, I remember somebody said, like, if I'm in a lobby, it's a busy lobby. I'm trying to get your, like, we're friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, yelling, less, less. Like, I can get your attention. And you can stay on the other side of the lobby, and I can yell at you. Mm-hmm. But if I start whispering, and you you can tell I'm calling you, if you want to hear what I have to say, you're going to have to come closer. It's mm. good. I feel like that's that's really true. Like we go through periods and maybe it's, maybe it's intentional so that we grow up and have to lean in a little more and pursue God because relationships kind of work that way. You go through this kind of, kind of waxing and waning of things and it's all good. Yeah. What is it about us? I mean, I know it's experience and I wasn't even planning on asking this question. It's not in my notes. It just popped up into my head while you're talking, but as we get older, and I know it's it's part because we realize our own mortality or for whatever the reason, okay? But but it seems like as we get older, we're either really becoming a lot more grumpy or we're becoming <laughs> a lot more in tune with what God wants from us. And I know one of my struggles in the past too was, okay, I'm 50, you've given me all these gifts and this platform and I've wasted it. What what did I, what have I really done kind of thing and and I promise you this is not a this doesn't have to be a you know couch session I'm not looking for mm-hmm. you know yeah. but 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 you get the idea you yeah. know it's either the grumpy moments or those grumpy mom or non grumpy moments of you know I'm I need to figure this out and draw closer to the Lord it's just amazing how age along with gravity how age tends to can burn a hole in our brain a little bit yeah I think we set a trajectory early on c.s lewis was big on this he's like a little bit of grumpiness when you're 20 you get away with that yeah but it grows and it's like it becomes more and more and more and he's he's the example like eventually you're just a grumble like a machine going on forever that's all you are and i see that with older people of people i look at who are the sweetest most wise patient joyful happy old people mm-hmm. and then the other ones like the anger is etched on their face and they're miserable cartoons of a person mm. 
like that. I think that's that trajectory that we set and it's all based on what we're paying attention to. So what I'm paying attention to is determines who I'm becoming. Mm, that's good. That's really good. And, and so listen, your, your time, you've, you've already been well over your time. You've already recorded a podcast today. You've already given us almost 30 full minutes here. I tried to keep it at 20, but if you're talking, I want you to keep going. They need to hear more from you than from me. Um, BrantHanson.com is the place to go. The Brant and Sherry Oddcast. It's available on Apple, Google, Google Podcasts. Where can they find your books, Brant? All the usual book places all over the place, Amazon and all that sort of stuff. It's great. And can they get them through your website too? Oh, totally. And it just, yeah, it's brandhanson.com. That works fine too. Awesome. Well, one of the things I want to tell you before you leave is uh, we said it about at the beginning. Um, I just appreciate the fact that, that you're just, you're real. Good. It's not a above, above anybody else. I mean, you're obviously talented and, and I can listen to talented people. Um, and I, I want to listen to talented people because I'm going to get better information in a, in a quicker delivery system. But mm-hmm. um, the fact that, I mean, you've, we, we didn't have time today. Maybe that's another time down the road. We didn't even talk about growing up in the, you know, in God's country of, of Illinois in the, in the cornfields of Illinois, but you know, what, what your faith was like then and there. But one of the th- most things I, I appreciate, I appreciate the most about you is again, the fact that you, you don't take yourself too seriously. I mean, we should take ourselves seriously, but you don't, what I mean is you don't take yourself too seriously that you think, well, I'm a radio host and I'm a podcast host and a speaker and an author. And so therefore I must live up to blank, blank. There's none of that. It's look, I I struggle with this and I struggle with this and I've got this and this, and you know, I, you just do a great job better than anybody I think I've ever heard of saying what everybody wants to say, either because they're afraid to say it because they might get turned away, judged, you know, put down, whatever, or they just don't think of the question. They can't understand the question they need to ask. You ask those questions and you do it on a public, public firm foundation, you know, uh, with your, you know, with the Brent and Sherry Oddcast having over 10 million downloads. So many people are getting to hear. Uh, if I had 10 million children, I would say, hey, this is the podcast you're listening to just because it's real. And and I appreciate that because faith doesn't need to be either watered down or painted like a Picasso painting. It's just Jesus died for a sinful man in me and in you and in our in our marriages and our children, all those things. And so thank you for always keeping it real because that really makes me feel like you know, the father wound issues for me and not being enough and all those things. That's again, that's a whole nother podcast, but Mm -hmm. to be able to listen to your podcast and listen to you and you talk about the topics and there's laughter thrown in too, like we talked about with you and Sherry both, but it helps me by listening to your, your podcast. It helps me know that I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. It helps. I think people know that there's someone else out there like me that if, if, all I need to do is just have a normal conversation with the Lord. I can't get right. I mean, it's what it's all about the work that Jesus did on the cross, plain and simple. The answer to every question is Jesus. Every question, whether people believe that or not, the answer is Jesus. And I feel like, Brant, when I listen to your podcast, and I'm praising God, not you. I'm giving you some props, but this is a praise yeah, God thing. Yeah. I just appreciate that because I know there's a lot of people that can have the, you know, I'm going to be okay. It, this is real. That's a question I wanted to ask, but couldn't or didn't. And so that's, that's important. It means a lot to me. So thank you for that. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate the encouragement. It's timely. And uh, it's an honor that I get to do this and I don't have a big plan. I never have. So it's kind of cool how God's made my path happen without me 
I just show up and try to do today's thing. And then it's cool to see how that, what happens. That's all. That's so, awesome. Thank you, man. Yeah. God you, bless you. You got it. Um, we can talk again sometime. Give me a, give me a shout in yeah. six months or a year or whatever. And I'd be happy to, I'd love to hear about your, your dad's stuff too. We could compare notes on that. Oh yeah. Well, let's do that. That might just be a conversation one night where we're not on the air and we're actually yeah, just talking <laughs> on the phone while you're yeah. watching the Cardinals get yes. maybe pummeled. Yeah, and probably. yeah, but the Royals haven't having a tough season too, but it's okay. They'll survive it. We'll go we'll get through it. It's all good, man. Yeah. Well, so, Thanks so much, Les. absolutely, Brant. I want to tell everybody, BrantHanson.com is a place to go. Social media platforms, you'll find him. He's got some great teaching and videos on YouTube, as well as Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You'll find him there. Um, Unoffendable, Blessed Are the Misfits, The Truth About Us, The Men We Need, all on Amazon or wherever you can get books. You can go to his website and do that as well. And listen, Apple Google Podcast, the Brant and Sherry Oddcast. It's phenomenal because it's chilled, it's real, it's great questions, there's humor, but it's a great balance of biblical truth and two people that love to laugh and not take themselves too seriously and realize that Jesus is the answer. So again, one more time, Brant, thank you for being here. Thanks for taking the time out after doing one of your podcasts, and um, it's really been an honor to talk to you, buddy. Awesome. God bless. You got it. All right, that's Brant Hansen. And uh, for more information, again, you can go to BrantHansen.com. Um, for here at Abundant Life, um, just go to livingproof.co. That's next steps, where you can serve. You want to know more about what this whole Jesus thing is about. What is salvation? What, who is Jesus? Anything. Abundant Life can help you out. Just go to livingproof.co. For my guest, Brant Hansen, I'm Liz Norman. Thanks for joining us today on the Watching World Podcast.